Pink. Come on, Pink. Yo. Hello. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Guten Tag. Good morning. Morning. All right, so off tops, it's the Talking Normies podcast. You know where we're at. You know what we're doing. We're going to start with a little bit of a weekend update. And since I'm the only asshole talking, I'm going to start. Plus, it just makes sense because if we go left to right, then we get to introduce our guests at the end. Weekend update. Woo! Uh, yo, I got a car stolen. Not it like turns SNL. out it costs a lot of money to get that back. I don't care about all that. Uh, fuck all the doom and gloom. Uh, we've been promoting our song that I did. I did a song with Vessel Portman. He's British, so that's why I say his name like that. Hey. Mine. We got a music video out, and I don't know. That's it. We're kind of telling people it, about that. Check it out. Is this the person that you've been uh, collabing on an album with? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys made a music video now? Yeah, we made a music video what? now, man. It's out there. It's what's called Loose Ends. Um, How did you do that remotely? Well, so I mean, <laughs> he was like, hey, the music video is black and white. Uh, get some shots of your city and then send them to me. And, I, and then, like, shoot yourself rapping. I was like, all right, I got you. And That's then I just sick. made it black and white, and I was like, here you go. Were That's you out sick. there when, when Chris was like, hey, well, so can you want to record me? I'm about to shoot my verse. No. Yeah. Music video. He <laughs> yeah. just shot it, like, right, out, right outside there. Right by and the I, I thought I'd be cool, and uh, I, I brought some weed to smoke for the music video, and then I got <laughs> way too high. And then I just walked around downtown <laughs> and tried idea. to record you the music video. You didn't have to actually smoke Yeah, it. I did. I'm a fucking method actor. And anyway. <laughs> they used the fake stuff in the end. The, the first part of the music video I shot, I was like, this shit's terrible. I'm way too high. So then I reshot it <laughs> soberly. And it came out good. And you guys can go see that. And then I showed a bunch of my artwork, which is uh, pillows with a butt on one side and genitals on the other side. People Why really like those for some reason. Honestly, I mean, yo, you, you got, say you, you got yeah. something there. Yeah, it's an art project. It's about body positivity. It's hard to show on the internet for obvious reasons. Get that on the monitor right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll bring the pillows in and I'll just have I'll have Spencer track the blur on. Yeah, or we can show the butts. We just can't show the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll all hold up the pillows and we'll have genitals in our face. And you guys will have butts in yours. And perfect. Yeah, I and love a nipple that. quilt. So. Love genitals in my face. Nice. That's um that's what I did this weekend. I made butt pillows like pretty, some kind of serial killer. Pretty active. You know, make me feel bad. I just play video games. I what'd you play? I, I'm actually super obsessed with the the Guardians of the Galaxy video game it's on game pass now so I, I was checking it out dude it's really well done it's like super super well done it's highly polished i actually like some of the character portrayals in the game more than the movies what's uh what kind of game is it it is an rpg it's kind of like the avengers game but like way more polished it's it's a little bit mass effect little bit does it make you feel like star lord yeah I think so. I, th- I think oh, so. Yeah. The scripting in the game is really w- well done. Like, you know how there's multiple paths you can go down, and yeah. one, of, one of them is always a dead end. So, like, I'll be going down that way, and Rocket's like, that's a dead end. And I won't listen to him, and I'll go check it out anyways. And then on my way back, he'll be like, I fucking told you so. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just, it's really well done. And I, yeah, that's all I did. I play video games. No, that's dope. I was quoting Video Game Donkey because he always makes fun of IGN whenever they do reviews. Like, this uh, game makes you feel like Spider Man. Oh, like, this makes you feel like Batman. <laughs> but like it I mean that's what it should do but yeah like it's, funny. it's just funny that this is a blase statement that all reviewers make right uh, I've been going to the gym on weekends because Ooh. I can't find the time during the week Corey and I have this been guy. my fiance and I have been like trying to stick to three a week okay and we just haven't been able to get in there this week at all again Last weekend we worked out, so this weekend we're just gonna be working out again, trying to stay in shape. Three weeks of what do you work? What do you do when you're working out? Is it all cardio? It's all like, well, Corey does cardio. I'll do cardio sometimes, but like, the two bouts of COVID really still make me winded. 
like when I do cardio. Damn. Son. So I um, do lifting, do arms and chest and back. Oh. I try not to skip legs because we, we know someone out here with the with the, with the, with the leg issue, Pat. You're trying, but, to, uh, trying to get those toned moves. I'm trying to get toned moves. You know, my <laughs> nipples keep piercing through my shirt. I should I should just recede them a little bit. No, I'm just trying to be healthy. Honestly, I just. Um, it's getting to the point where like Philip DeFranco is talking about all his health problems and his dieting, and I'm like, I need to fix Sheesh. my diet and my yep. health. And so, weekends I don't see them as like always super fun anymore. I do get what? to spend time with family. I always see family on weekends now. But and that's then, fun, right? Work out. It is fun. Yes. All right. You, you gotta get those know. salads, bro. That'll that'll do it for you. And then we have someone else here today hey. who's gonna uh, be giving us his weekend catch up. Sam Merporian. Uh, he actually went to the same school Chris and I did that Mickey honorarily went to. Mickey was there every day. Didn't actually attend school. They should give me a degree though. Like I should just go <laughs> and knock on doctor. the door. Uh, before I tell you who he is and what he does, Sam, what did what did you do over the weekend or this weekend? What are your plans? This uh, this weekend, man, just take it easy. The weather looks really nice. Last yes. weekend was a bit of a tease because it was like. It wasn't like twenty five on Sunday. You got to you got to feel it out, right? And it was like seventy Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, pr- prior to COVID, uh, I I worked out, go to the gym. Uh, health is wealth. Uh, since COVID has happened, I just run outside every day. So just All making right. sure. Oh, I'm you're right. one of those people who just be outside running. What five, you running five, from? Five, five miles every day. Yeah. What are you running Damn, from? Son, uh, running from man. Like you want like like. It's a good question. I got. Let me, I mean, I mean, by the end of the episode, I'll have an answer. I thought for that you. was I, your statement. Running from man. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's let's talk about who who exactly Sam is. Sam is a local award-winning filmmaker here in Indy. He has uh, won. Se- he's gotten several nominations, including Emmy nominations for his short doc Dion, and he also had another short short doc, right? Little Warriors oh, yeah, yeah. that won the Heartland Film Festival. Shout out to and, um, I know there's a lot of aspiring filmmakers out there or even aspiring content creators that mostly start out being super into film. And um, we're just going to shoot the shit with Sam today on the podcast, talk about his journey, how he got here. Um, Mickey, Chris, and I all consider ourselves filmmakers as well. We've obviously gone down a different path. <laughs> so Sam is here to kind of talk about what he does, all his accolades, and yeah, I'm just excited to talk to you and get to know your journey, man. Yeah, yeah no, I appreciate fun. it. Just, uh, there's, there's a butt right there. It's just hard to stay focused <laughs> and locked in. <laughs> As I said, different paths, right? Yeah, the butt watches you. Uh, you. <laughs> appreciate you coming here with us before you, you know, blow up too big or we yeah. need to talk to your agent beforehand. Oh my but goodness. yeah, let's, let's talk about your journey a little bit. Um, when did you decide you wanted to be a, fil- a filmmaker? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, by the way, do you guys ever feel compelled to just go super like Terry Gross mode and just NPR this mic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. NPR is my everyday morning. So, yeah, 100%. You just want to be like, so, so, uh, what, 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 what so, do you think about hey, that? Hey, everyone, we're here. It's Friday morning. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, I played basketball. My, I'm going to try to spark note this. Uh, yeah. I played basketball my entire life, as you can see, 6'3. So, like, I just, I was always active, um, wanted to play college. Played in high school, and then just kind of realized, you know, I don't, I didn't really want to play at a smaller school, or just kind of figure out that path. So I think I just started, you know, picking up a camera. But I also think subconsciously, like it was probably embedded in me because my dad worked at IU, part of the I like IT uh, yeah. tech, tech team, support nice. team. So he would always bring like laptops and computers, and I used to mess around and fix them. And he also used to have like the DVC, like Panasonic, massive camcorder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the joint, the brick. So I think from there, it just is a matter of progression and tried to ascend with every project. And it started in 2012, really, with uh, rap videos locally here on a T2I. And then how many real- did you do? 
Oh man, how many free ones did I do, bro? Yeah, like, tell, oh, tell us about yeah. it. So get your name out there. Oh, you know, it's a it's, dude over over hundred exposure. Over hundred to two hundred. Did you ever get the fun chance to do any really trappy ones where people just got the guns in the cameras and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, those shoot, are the, shoot them up in the air. Yeah, you're like, bro, I'm gonna die. I, I filmed those too. Oh, nice. I like that. The coolest experience though is actually someone that I have a really good relationship today with that we're talking about doing work is uh, Ibn Inglor. He actually is doing some really cool stuff in the NFT space, but. We shot a music video in his Southside Chicago project. And okay. That was the first time I'd ever been in that. And like you're you're talking cop cars moving in and out of lanes as if they're great white sharks. I mean, it was the most like well, intimidating thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I bet. But got into film in 2017, and that's when Little Warriors kind of happened. And that I would say catapulted my my small career into into where I am now five years later. That that won the uh, yeah. Heart, Heartland. Film Festival, right? Yeah, so it was the it was the grand prize winner at the Heartland Film Festival. Actually, that was the last year that they were picking up shorts too, which is really cool because, nice. like, you know, you that were, was last short. Well, forever title. Yeah, yeah. What was it? What was your What was your headspace like? What is that feeling like when you get like significant recognition for the first time, like for something that you've done? Like, what, what was your headspace with that? I think how I, I guess approach projects and think about stuff is you, you obviously can't let any of that stuff really get to your head at the end of the day. It's like, it, it, I'm incredibly grateful. I'm incredibly blessed. I'm thankful. Um, you know, like before we started, I was telling you like health is wealth. That's the only thing that I, I really care about. And so like, if people take the time to watch something, they have nice things to say, if it gets picked up on it, on network or whatever it goes on youtube or it's just it's just a really humbling experience absolutely yeah. nice. you know i'm like curious because we never really talk about this chris mickey like when did you guys like briefly when did you guys figure out that you wanted to be in this space um man for me i guess it was like when i when i started going to art. so i've been good at like drawing uh my whole life just as like a hobby and i actually took a bit of time between high school and college to like really figure out what I wanted to do. Didn't figure it out. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'll go to art school. <laughs> it's something I'm good Sounds at. Sounds about right. Yeah. So I went to art school, actually went there for uh, video game programming first. <laughs> fuck. First. Very first class I took, I was like, nope. And then we were, we were learning like Apple script and I was like, nope, nope, nah, this is, this is taking all the creativity out of the creative thing that I want to do. So I was like, switch my degree. And the only other option was media arts and animation. And, um, I think it was King's class, man. It was like, it was, if we're talking about the same person before the podcast, we were talking about a similar teacher we might've shared, but I learned Premiere in that class, and I learned video manipulation, and I was super into movies like already. So I think that kind of wait was that when you filmed the chase? Thing yeah, that we did. Yeah, that <laughs> okay, weird okay. like yeah, chase. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it was through art school that I was like, oh wait, like you know, I'm learning film principles. I don't think I'm gonna be a video game designer because the people at that school were like Pixar level talented, and I was like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am not in competition here. There's Are they no... at Pixar now? Where are they at? You know, some might be. There's a, there was one, uh, Bobby Giles. He was super talented. Um, Zeb Wood was one. He, the... he teaches Zeb... at IPO. Yeah. He does? Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. Zeb Wood teach, uh, teached at the, and his class was amazing. He was like the professor. Everybody loved him there. Uh, very strict, but very fair. Um, and he definitely like had his crew of students that it felt like he was like kind of building his team as he was teaching nice. so a lot of them went to go work for zeb wood um, an ode to what you're saying i mean to cut you off is that no, i think good. it's incredibly demanding and unrealistic for like an 18 year old kid to immediately jump into college too 
Like right after yeah. you got out of high school. Like yeah. you're barely ready. You just got out of high school. We're ill-equipped. You were a fucking teenager still. I mean, you know, you got to do it if you got to do it. I like that people can take gap years. Like when I have a kid, if they're a teenager, I'm like, yeah, no, take a fucking gap yeah, year. Yeah, normalize learn gap your life. years. But, normalize breaks. But, but be strict about the gap because like your gap can turn into like a long time because you're like, uh, no, I'm still figuring it out. No, you, you got to figure it out eventually, but it's okay to take a little bit of a break to figure it out. But I, don't don't get, you know. Dude, I had to. Like, I, I I worked at Banana Republic for three months and ended up quitting. Yeah. I, I worked at Express. <laughs> you guys worked across every, the hall from each other. Every everyone in life should work retail, yes. food, or customer service. Yes, you least. need to get shit on properly before you think that it's okay to shit on anybody I else. Have, and then you're like, wow, I should be a good person. Yeah, I, I worked clothing retail and I was a server at a restaurant. Those are two very important jobs in my life. No. I'm telling you. And when I was, uh, do you guys ever used to go to the university library at all? Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. yeah, that was the place all the Indians yeah. hung out. Yeah, I worked, so I worked there for four years, and that was like my customer service experience, like yeah. all through my undergrad. So nice. yeah. it is hugely important. I agree. I, I apologize agree. for all the loud Indian kids that were on the fourth floor every year. Oh, yeah, fourth floor. That, that's where I would work, just at the at the big desk right outside the yeah. elevator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that's the... awesome. I shot a uh, like an interactive game video for the university library a few years back. They like saw a project we did in class and hired me and another kid to do it. And it was like when YouTube annotations, you could click. Yeah, 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 the, the choose video. your own adventure. Yeah, so I, we did like a choose your own adventure, like the mystery of like the library. Wait, what year was that? 20... I left in 2017. 2014, 2014. Really? I, I, was there from t I was there from 2013 to 2017, so you should send me that. Maybe you're in it. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. That's yeah. hilarious. I will. It's uh, very cringe now. I would never do any of those filmmaking techniques, but Mickey Mickey was there. His character was named Desmond. And of I course. named the other character Jack. Of course. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah, can we pull that up? Oh, uh, so Chris, how'd you get into the film? I got into it because I've always been a musician, and so, one, I was going to go to school for uh, music, but before that, I like had a song, and I was like, fuck, we need to make a music video for it. I'm going to see if I can find his music video, because it's trash. Uh, I had a cracked copy of Sony Vegas to edit on, which is dead. P Pirate Bay. Right? <laughs> but uh, I, I got like big into like the uh, like effects and like tracking and all that shit. So I did this music video, and it sucked. And then I went to school for music, and then I got kicked out my first semester. And then I was like, well, I need to go to another school. And I went to IUPY, because they had the audio video program, but also like the music classes I was taking at uh, ISU and Terre Haute were stupid. It was for yeah. music business. And they were like, you can be an A&R. And I was like, damn, have y'all heard of MySpace? Like A&Rs are not a job anymore, really. Yeah. People find people through the internet. So um, I went to that and then I was like doing all that. And I, I kind of started because I was like, I want to learn the music part about like um, designing, like sound design and uh, editing audio and all that. So I could be like an engineer in a studio and a producer because I was already making beats and making music. But then I was like, oh, well, learning video is cool. And then when I got my, that's when everybody started using DSLRs instead of camcorders. So I had the uh, Nikon D3100 because it was cheap and I could afford it. Mm -hmm. And then I got into photography that way, too, because I was like, I should learn photography if I'm going to learn videography. They're the same practice, essentially. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just started making videos. I was like, man, this shit is fun. And then YouTube was kind of popping off. And I had a bunch of crazy YouTube ideas that I wanted to do with friends and I tried stuff with like Mike Lugere. I don't know. We just did cool That's stuff. Dope. And we did the first 48 or the 48 hour film festival. And I was on the winning team. Uh, Turn up. Two times, was it? I think. Maybe twice. Rub it in. Rub it in. Uh, <laughs> we were competing the same year. He dusted yeah. our team. It was, I got, to, I got to do the music for one and a little bit of acting in the other. And like, this is some sound effects. And I also worked at a Halloween store. So it was perfect. So I was like, yeah, we can just go to a Halloween store and grab any kind of props that we need. 
Yeah. So yeah, that man. I just then after that, I started like watching films and learning about it and learning about what you can do with like filmmaking and how documentaries can be impactful, and that like film can also be a way like through activism. Activism. Am I saying that right? Yeah. You want to be yeah. an activist and you know how to make movies, then you can make propaganda. An, 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 an artist. <laughs> artivist. An yeah. artivist. So, hey, I like that. So artivist. yeah, like stuff like that, like uh, avant garde, and then like just I, I don't know, like I really like old movies. Like I got into the whole like. Goddard thing like I watched some of the French New Wave shit like all of that I think you can learn from it there's a lot of great Russian cinema that did you watch is the reason why we do like montages and Ruffles, all the other shit we do Jean-Luc Godard did you watch nah, I watched uh, 400 Blows Young Truffaut and uh, there's this another one where this dude just Breathless is the one that they people. always attach the French for, New Wave for the discontinuity yeah. editing right Jean-Luc Godard yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my bad I think this is from the dogma I don't know what the fucking movement was called but uh, yeah I, uh, I don't know man I just uh, I like shit like that I was like this is great and this is good and then you start seeing like uh, the Nigerian film scenes taking off like I also grew up watching a lot of uh, what I like to call hood classics, which when a rapper gets big enough to make his own independent film about his life, they get, typically do. Get Rich or Die Trying. Get Rich or Die Trying, except for I'm talking like indie films. Like um, there's one called I'm About It made by Master P and them, which is like you can watch it on YouTube right now. It's low quality. It's 240p. <laughs> it starts off with a little kid holding two guns. There's a cop named Friendly in it who fucking sucks. But like all of those movies, like these hood classics are like, just people making movies to tell stories any way that they can and like mm. I'm like that is great like cinema is like one of those things that anyone could really do especially mm. now everyone's got a cell phone you can make a movie oh yeah now it's easier now than ever like yeah I, great um, storytelling I'm gonna be really quick cause I wanna keep this focus on Sam but also I wanted this to be a kind of a conversation so as we can talk about our experiences I've always been fascinated with stories I was making stop motion Lego videos with my dad's camera when I was like eight um Went to school, always wanted to do video, but parents, Indian parents, were like, no, you a doctor, a pharmacy. So. Oh, dude, Iranian parents, yeah, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Oh, That's the only yep. reason why I got my master's, because my, my dad wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> I went to pharmacy first. Really? Dropped out. Oh, Pharmacy man. again, dropped out. Oh, and then I, I had to write an essay to IPY of like, here's why I want to come back to school. Because I was on <laughs> academic probation, because I just, oh, I just didn't show up to class anymore. That's how I stupidly chose to go about it. And um, uh, yeah, eventually, I mean, finally found that new new media program that we, me, you, and Chris were in. Dude, best and thing ever. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even know what a DSLR was until I took that fucking class. And dude. it was great, man. They had us pumping out short, like Thomas Lewis, the mm. professor, short professor. He, he, for the first time, made that intermediate video class just short film competition. So he'd pit two teams against each other. We had to do a short film. Our opposing team had to do a short film. And literally, one would get the A if he liked it better, and the other would get zero. I taught that class Damn. in 2019. So I you got, taught that? Yeah, I got yeah. to see that. Dude, I got to nice. see that. <laughs> what an intense brutal. experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I loved it. It'll get yeah. you going. Yeah. Great way to learn, though. I mean, that's that's. A, I like teachers that like Friendly competition. do practical yes. teaching, yeah. not, not just like book teaching. So the whole point is you can start anywhere with this. Like You can either be obsessed with the time, kind of slide into it, or even starting with sports. Like That is... A wildly different avenue you know mm -hmm. so people get here in different ways so i always find the journey interesting um i dropped out twice what, what about you we were talking a little bit before the podcast of all the different jobs <laughs> gigs that you've had yeah how many times have you been fired Sam? oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. graduated high school in 2011 took took the year gap basically so i didn't go back to school so graduated in may 2011 from high school enrolled in college summer may may 2012 during that time i worked at banana republic i quit and then I, uh, after I graduated, I worked at the university library for that four-year stretch during my undergrad. So I was good. Had a, had a stable job. Nice. 
Making like, I don't know, mm-hmm. 13, 14 an hour. Long, yeah. uh, library man. Yeah, back in the, what'd you say? Say young library man. Yeah. <laughs> I was a technology, well, I started out as a computer consultant. We used to wear the Aladdin vests. And they never they never took those home to wash, so they always smelled so musty. Oh my god! <laughs> so then throughout my four years, I ended up getting promoted a couple times, and end up I finished my my post with with the red polo, the esteemed red yes. polo with the, the Jaguar. <laughs> uh, technology student technology supervisor. So I was, went from eight fifty an hour to fourteen. Nice. So when I graduated, from finally graduated undergrad, I uh, started working at MS Communications as a as a computer IT analyst. For three, what, what what do they do? Radio, it's a radio station, so yeah. they do uh, magazines, uh, radio, broadcasts, um, just stuff like that locally yeah. and regionally. Got fired after three months. Boss. It was supposed to be a year-long internship. Got fired after three months because uh, I kept changing my schedule because I was trying to do projects. I was just prioritizing projects. And then I, I we, we didn't talk about this one, but uh, and I don't know if I'll get wrath for this, but uh, three months later, I ended up getting hired at Young and Laramore. Ad agency right on Locker, like Lockerbie Square, which, yeah. is, which is like a mile from, from you guys. Yeah. 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 Um, Worked there for about nine, 10 months. Great, great place, great situation. Uh, just when you're in that office setting, you realize a lot of things where you're wasting a lot of time. You yeah. don't need to be there from nine to five. Yeah. And, and, and COVID kind of expedited that too, where you can do a lot of your work remotely, if not all of it. So I'm just sitting at my desk, twiddling my thumbs, like realizing I'm wasting my time. And that's when I actually started developing my first, my first uh, like feature doc, which is what I'm currently wrapping up now. And this was four years ago. Nice. And then I was like going on my lunch breaks. I was taking phone calls. I was like just doing the most and prioritizing that. And I ended up getting fired from there. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, so you you're working, the you've been dream. working on a feature doc for the last four years, yeah. and yet you've still released these short docs that have won awards, in film festivals, four local Emmy nominations for Dion. Uh, how just how the hell do you juggle all this stuff? Which, by by the way, just I just want to shout out if you're an aspiring filmmaker student or youngin out there, do projects. Don't just do the homework and the the class assignments. Yeah. You know, the only way I feel like I succeeded in my path was doing projects. Stuff. And we all always did outside projects. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then like, you know, you gotta have the drive. You, you, you don't have the drive to do it. You need to need the passion for it. Fill your plate up. You don't, gotta build don't do that too portfolio. much though. Cause obviously it can it can yeah. crumble, but it works out for the best, you know. Sorry, go on. No, no, you're good. Uh, a feature while you're doing all this I will, stuff. I will you? say a lot of failure, man. I'm telling you, yeah. like a lot of failure. So much failure. I mean, like I said, I got fired from two jobs. Like, I failed John King's class at IUPUI. I didn't even take a, a video class in college. So it's like I always just prioritize projects over a- anything. And, that you know, it's sacrificial too where, you know, you may not have uh, the most thriving social life. You may not go out as much. A lot of your money and you may sink into debt a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've maxed out credit cards and stuff for projects. But yeah. right now, right now, I'm in a great place. So I'm happy where I'm at. But uh, it's like that journey along the way. Um, and I'm not even speaking as if I'm even at, at the at the pinnacle of where I want to be. I feel like I'm just I mean, I feel like I'm as low as you can get. I just feel like I've, you know, just working on some really cool projects. But um I just think like sell himself short. I just think uh, you just have you like kind of got what you guys just said. You got to be passionate about it. You got to yeah. really f- sacrifice. I think um, when I was shooting the film's called Greener Pastures. It uh, focuses on four farm families across the Midwest as it talks about uh, climate change, uh, suicide, and food production. As farmers have the highest rate of suicide among any profession in the United States. This was this was uh, the CDC did a s- series of statistics on this. Then NPR ran a story in spring of 18 and then basically from there i did discovery for six months and then started shooting full-time from october 18. shooting went from october 18 right when i got fired from young and larimore 
to uh, uh, this past summer 21. Mm. So shot for three and a half years, and then I edited quite a bit of it, and then we brought in a finishing editor, and that's where we're at right now. But during that time, I was getting my master's. Um, I was teaching Thomas's class in the spring of 19. It's tight. I was living off like a $20,000 grant, so I was pretty broke at that point. And then I ended up linking up with uh, the filmmakers and the producers from uh, Netflix's The Social Dilemma, which yeah, they also made. Yeah, we reacted Ice. to that. Oh, yeah, we did react to that. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. Chasing Ice, Chasing Coral, and The Social Dilemma. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been working with those individuals. And so, yeah, it's, it's uh, just ready to finish it, man. It's been a long time. And in the meantime, when I wasn't on the road, because I was gone for about, you know, months on end yeah. beard was longer than your guys is like, <laughs> um, and then when i was when i was home i was shooting with sunny i was shooting with dion i was shooting sunny and then um destination park was right before that and then we got the we got the atlantic release after tribeca and then um sunny had an awesome run and uh yeah man just, can i ask you a question ask me any question sweet all right so look <laughs> i got one after um, chris i watched uh i watched sunny um, I also real, real quick, we're gonna post the link to Sunny in the chat so you guys see it. It's it's a ten minute short doc. Highly recommend. It's amazing. Uh, okay, go on. So look, I watched Sunny and I also watched the uh, one about truck drivers and also hearing this one about uh, the farmers. Like I I think that you have a really good eye for picking uh, stories that are emblematic with what's going on in America in general. That's like kind of shit, but also like picking up on these like stories just about like uh, middle class people in the struggle. And I think that that's really good. But like one, what made you want to do those kinds of stories? And two, because it's not glamorous. And I do think it's like things that need to be highlighted, but people aren't going to really go for it. It's they're, they're hard to digest because they're sad and heavy and real. And two, uh, the truck driver one, like what made you do that one? And also you do a really good job there where it's just the people talking. It's like it's talking heads with not a ton of B-roll, but it's stupid, stupid, interesting. Yeah. Like. You editing those? Like, how did you, like, I don't know. Just how, you, how did you come there? Why these stories? Man, uh, I mean, dude, the the Midwest, it's at the epicenter of, uh, like you said, the Rust Belt. It's, uh, it's a grind here. It's gritty, but it's, like, incredibly interesting. It's a hotbed for really interesting, like, stories. So I think um, in 2017, that was kind of, like, my first exposure to film, and that's when I did Little Warriors, which was on climate change, and that's kind of where I've been kind of occupied in this space currently. But... Destination Park and and Sunny, I, I don't know, man. It's just like things you're exposed to on an everyday basis, and like a lot of people, what they're saying about Sunny, which I never really thought about. I thought it was really cool. Where he's the story is just basically like a simple, regular, everyday dude, and like when you live in the Midwest, like you have those interactions with multiple people. Yeah, and like it's just like I don't know. I feel like if you dive a little bit deeper, you take a little bit more of an, an immersive dive into someone's life, and you talk to him, uh, you find out those intimate details that kind of blow you away when he started when when Dion talked about some of those things I was just like damn like this is really enlightening and, and very serene and poignant so I would say why I just think it's uh I know it's not the sexiest and most commercial thing and I know that doesn't sell and I, that I'm kind of starting to shift a little bit I, I can talk to you about the projects I'm developing right now that are more in that space but um yeah I don't know I just think it's uh it's just it's uh it's I guess it's soul nourishing if I had yeah. to put it in a way <laughs> yeah and then the other question you said uh destination park that was that was uh that was it's funny because like now the way the you know the supply chain and how truck drivers are really at a are having a really like tumultuous time as far as how they're being able to provide goods and stuff and just make it across the country like that could be a feature in itself for yeah. sure i thought it was because it's crazy that you made it in 2019 18 2018 yeah. and like the truck convoy thing is happening now 
and it's almost partially the same conversation. Like you can see the gripes and the problems that they have as almost already being outcast in society mm -hmm. because they're on the road and they're so isolated. And then like having to be interactive with the world in a way that they don't exactly drive with. Yeah, and and like there's there's beauty in isolation, I think too, where if you can, and again, I'm not to say like being film, being a filmmaker or whatever, like you have to be introspective and be alone all the time, but like working on a piece like Destination Park, you see a lot, you see a lot of yourself in them where um, you can talk about what you're doing, how you got there, but you, you can't let that isolation consume you. And it's a little difficult. One of the more interesting things I heard during working on that project was that when you become a truck driver, they usually give you an outfit two sizes larger and they're like, why are you giving me this? And they're like, don't you worry, you'll grow into it. No. Jesus. <laughs> that's There's depressing. A, <laughs> truck driving is a huge industry for, like, I'm Punjabi Sikh. A lot of Indian Punjabi truck drivers, that's, like, their main, uh, most prominent job aside from gas station and subway. Mm. Which <laughs> our dad's both did respectively, yeah. but, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was going to say, like, with the truck driver thing, the, there was this one photography piece that I saw where it was just, like, a pictures of a bunch of truck, truck drivers, and it's like, half their face just looks different because of the sun constantly shining but on it it's you know? a ta it's a super taxing job yeah yeah it's crazy yeah like it's very they're very used to taking pills to keep themselves up sometimes i'm not yeah. condoning it but like yeah. they have to do what they can sometimes to pull these ridiculous shifts well in that documentary nuts. they say that uh he was like the truck drivers get institutionalized he was like when you and institutionalized will be a thing for anybody who knows anybody who's been locked up like you become institutionalized. You get used to being in the institution of whatever it is, right? It's usually prison, I hear it from. But now hearing about truck driving, like you'll see a dude who walks in who's like so used to being alone that he walks into a diner full of people laughing and joking. He goes straight to the back, sits alone in his booth, doesn't talk to anybody because he just, he's like, he's consumed in that. Like that's yeah. all he fucking knows is yeah. being alone. And then like, I mean, you know, multiply that by, oh, truck drivers are getting us stuff. We saw the supply chain break down in 2020. I'm super against the whole anti the freedom truck rally thing that's going on now because I, I think it's like misplaced guidance but with them being like hey you need to be vaccinated to like protect society and all this and that and i think in a way after watching a documentary it feels like they're probably like bro i'm barely a part of society like i'm in this truck all the fucking time like why do i need to be vaccinated like i'm barely out of it barely in of it but it's a whole public health thing I mean, uh, there's there's like it's no, understandable there's no perfect solution to to, to it because at the end of the day especially with with my feature right now that i'm working on you can't rely on people and this is just a specific example where um, with farmers and I, I, I categorize farmers and, and agriculture workers in the same in the same vein as uh, truck drivers because they're suppliers yeah. and they're like the most important profession in the world uh, in lieu with uh, educators and healthcare workers. All um, underpaid. That's oh yeah that, that that's my presidential slogan because I want to run for office one day. Yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> you heard it here. Folks. But uh, <laughs> no, like there's there's no perfect solution because you can't expect or put that demand on people. Uh, there's seven billion, eight billion people in the world. They're not going to be backyard farmers. They're not going to be, uh, you know, they're not going to do these kind of things. So it's like, what are you supposed to do? You know, it's like they make they make really good money, but it's at, at what cost? So it's like, it's like it's what kinda, can you? It's kind of yeah. for their families. It's just, it's just what it is. Yeah. Like yeah. those truck drivers, you can make great money, but like the one dude was like, man, like he, uh, he was super sad. He's like, my wife is dying. He's like, I've been making all this money for us and she's got dementia. He's like, she's not even about to know who I am. So like, what am I going to do? He's like, get back on the road. Keep making this fucking money because these bills need to get paid. And it's like, that is, God. for me, that's like the heart of America. Like when I think uh, yeah. my wife's Over, from Europe. Overwork but like, yourself. Yeah, you get people from other countries that are like, bro, we're out here living an American dream. It's like some people are. Other people are literally being like, the system sucks. I can't afford health care. And if I don't work, then like my family will die in a worse way. And like, dude's just like, 
Bills are piling up. Wife doesn't know who I am. I'm back in the truck. I'm making this money. It's the only thing I can do. And that's fucked. And that is the heartland. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, there's heartland. Like there, and and you know when you try to that's good when you, when you try to figure out ways to to combat it and alleviate it, there's like there's just no perfect solution, especially when you try to get up in the policy space. You have yeah. so many differing opinions. It's like all right, yeah, yeah. That get I get depressed often with Corey just talking about the state of the world sometimes, not just with the with the economy here, but climate change and everything that you're kind of covering. And oftentimes I'm like, babe, like can I do it? Like do you think normies could do anything? Because we're in such a different space, we can't like people come to us because they want to break from reality too. So we don't want to like talk about that. That's incredibly our, important. Yeah. yeah, it is important, but like I always wish I could do something more to that. So it's incredibly awesome that you can fulfill yourself by talking about very important issues. Like to me, climate, there's no other more important issue right now than climate change, but and it's crazy that some people still don't yeah. believe in it. So I just thank you. Thank you yeah, for doing yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. that like it, it drives you, you know, I'm it actually, uh, I'm I'm actually really psyched for this uh, for this farmer one that you're talking about because yeah, I, I think that's such a smart approach to take something like climate control but like tell it through the lens of like your neighbor you know what I mean like it, yeah. it, and to make it like I think that connects more with people because like you can watch the news and it's like there's a level of like they're just kind of talking at you but if you hear it from somebody it's actually affecting I think that's just that's really great. Um, Chris kind of asked my question earlier, but I got one more for you. So, yeah. gotcha. um, it, it was like, how, how do you, cause you tell very specific stories. So I was like, what, what makes you pick these like, you know, very specific stories, but you said you were living off a of grant for a little bit. You had some jobs for a little while. Yeah. So you've been working on these projects for like a few years. What, how have you like sustained yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. I get that often too, especially when you go on hinge dates. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 I've, I've had this countless times where girls just subtly ask, like, like, what do you do? How much do you make? Yeah. You, and they're like, enough? Yeah, yeah. But we're going Dutch. Uh, pay for this dinner. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's funny, man. Like, when you're in the and then you're in the filmmaking space, like unless like you you get to a a really esteemed level, like you're you're pretty you're pretty broke, living on the fringes for sure, uh, living within your means. Um, but I also, I, I've, I've been lucky enough to start, actually it, it kind of started this year and starting January a little bit last year where like, I've been able, able to develop a bit of like a freelance life where I've been able to get some gigs and some works. So I've been doing some stuff with like NBC and PBS, which has been really, really exciting. Right, and it's just, it's just, PBS. it's just help like sustain life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do stuff locally and regionally and nationally right now. I'm actually wrapping up. Um, are you guys fans or know Robert Redford? He was Brad Pitt before Brad Pitt. Oh, uh, President Robert Redford? President, uh, the Watchman. <laughs> yeah, when the Watchman skit when so, he so was president. Robert Redford has a, a philanthropic uh, and environmental nonprofit. And so they sent out they send yes. out RFPs for filmmakers to like pitch projects on. They ha- I did something with them in 2020 for the election. So I shot with a bunch of kids that were uh, focusing on climate change and like voting your conscience when it was Trump versus Biden. They, they did an RFP about a month ago for... Um, Climate-friendly, sustainable, green uh, transportation. Ooh, I, I don't know if you knew this, but Indigo here is the only uh, bus rapid transit system in the country that's 100% electric. Yep. Oh, so that's awesome. so I so that's I pitched I pitched that, and so we ended up um, coming together, and we're, we're actually wrapping up the piece right now, and it's going to premiere via Grist. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Grist. Ooh. They're a pretty they're pretty cool and relatively nice. Like they have a nice uh, audience. Um, so we're gonna premiere with them next month. I'll share it with you. It's it's like three minutes. Is it a streaming site. It, it's yeah, a like a, a pub, publication. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um. Yeah. So just well, it'll be out and um. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. 
but to, but to answer your question, um, actually, I kind of forget what it was. We've been throwing a lot at you. So don't worry. Have you, uh, how, what have you done to like sustain yourself? Oh, sustain yourself. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So that's what I was, the free, just freelance stuff. Yeah. Freelance yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, nice. uh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, when we were starting with normies, like I, I quit my full-time job to try to focus on this because I felt like it, it would go somewhere. What were you doing before? Um, I was at a company called String Can and um, they were like a digital marketing company, one of those all-encompassing like, hey, hire us and we'll do your website, we'll do videos for you, we'll do your marketing, like one of those types of, sub, types of spots. And there was nothing wrong with it. I was doing well there, but I learned a lot from just seeing what my boss at that time was doing, the company's now under, it's gone. Yep. Um, <laughs> no so shit, I, no I finally shade. quit, but like having no money coming in, I was doing like weddings, I was doing oh, like yeah. fucking A-B roll edits for companies, just whatever you can. And even if it doesn't have anything to do with what you want to do, like if you want to become a documentary filmmaker, if you want to become a, an action genre filmmaker or YouTuber, you still have to do these other things because you, you learn a lot from them. Yeah. Even if it has just wildly nothing to do with your space, Go shoot that rap video if you need some. Uh, Got to pay your dues. Yeah, go. Yep. Yeah, I think it's incredibly uh, like inspiring for you to have a, this really awesome like company from the ground up, almost at a million subscribers. Like that's something to be road a million. Super, super proud, especially in Indianapolis. Yeah. Like that's yeah. awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, it is wild. It is I'm wild. like very proud of Indianapolis. Just like I'm proud of what we were able to do here. I'm proud that that you're here and that you're proof that you can be a successful filmmaker and be living. Anywhere. I want to make that a point to our viewers listening too. If you feel like you're, you live somewhere secluded, um, we're living in a new age now. Look at 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, Open up the world. Really. Yeah. No, it's, it's really awesome. And, and the fact that the Indianapolis is the first electric Indigo bus. That, that's so cool. I, I just, I'm proud of the city and I, yeah. I do think we, we all can help make it better. Do you want to stay here long term? It wasn't always that way, but now he's about the house, man. About yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Sam, here's my last, probably big question: mm -hmm. We're losing viewers because they're we're talking about real shit. So now you need to tell us your top five animes. Go. <laughs> top five animes, man. The only thing I know about anime stuff is uh, feel free to make up three. What's that thing? Crunchyroll. Yeah. Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll <laughs> is your top favorite anime. I know. <laughs> that covers everything. Isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that a streaming service? Yeah, it's a yeah. streaming yeah. service. Dude, I mean, the only anime that I've ever watched growing up would probably be Pokemon. Does that even count as anime? No, no, counts. totally counts. counts. Yeah, we, counts. We put Jigglypuff on that our counts. Pokemon, <laughs> on our anime uh, roster. Dude, dude, love love Pokemon, man. Uh, I have a Pikachu mouse pad. Wait, it's so what? what is the ongoing story there? Like, what ended up happening? He's still 10. Oh, with Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, oh he, no, he just became Pokemon Master last year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's he's like, dude, this he is like 11 now. This is 25 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's done. Ash is the Pokemon Master. He can retire. He's done. But since you do like Pokemon, <laughs> let me put you on this. There is a uh, Pokemon you can watch it on YouTube, and it's like a it's like a gritty Pokemon. It's still animation, but it's like more akin to the games. And the very first fight that they show, the first Pokemon fight, is just like a Charizard like biting a Squirtle, and a Squirtle's like, ah! <laughs> Charizard's like, ah! like it's like, hold on, this is vicious, like. Did you make this for me to hate Pokemon because it's a dog fighting simulator? Like I knew it was, but like when it's just like on your Game Boy, it doesn't feel so bad. But we'll watching these to... cute chibi animals bite each other, you're like, no! 
are you guys fans of Yu-Gi-Oh? Is that anime? The heart of the cards. I used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. What was the the one Brooklyn dude? Uh, Joey, I'm from Brooklyn. Yugs, I'm Japanese, but I'm also Brooklyn. (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh had that uh, ancient uh, Sumerian god inside of him. Yeah. Blue eyes, white dragon. The the one card where you get all six of them, and it's the pyramid dude who's definitely on the table. What are are the more popular uh, anime programs today, Like, would you say? Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah. Demon Slayer. Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen, which we have a surprise. I feel like you would fuck with that. Yeah. Where do you? How do you watch it? Like, where do you watch it? Oh, uh, we, we support the official release here on Normies because we're not a market substitute for the original. Product. The two big ones are Crunchyroll and Funimation, but they're merging, so it's going to be just Crunchyroll. Funimation. Crunchyroll. Like, like, is that like Funimation? Nine ninety nine, fifteen ninety nine a month. Something like that. Yeah. I will say that, especially because um, it seems like you like a little bit of political intrigue shit, or at least. Uh, uh, some sadness the the it's dude the mid the I mean, salt of humanity so yeah. attack on titan essentially has that vibe of like hey welcome to dismal dismal sadness will oh, it get yeah. better I are you say, in the middle of everything it's Come the find most out. Uh, accessible anime to those yeah. that don't watch anime now i would recommend attack on titan it's very attack good. on titan yeah and um, it will also answer every question you have will be answered which i'll come is gonna back be the best i'm gonna I'm, I'm coming back and i'll interview you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fully. yeah. But we don't we don't have to talk about anime what else like what do you like to watch any other non-fiction work like um, you're a big documentary fan but uh, sorry fictionalized work what else do you watch on TV right now are you watching yeah. anything do you even have time and we get to talk about what we were talking about offline which yeah. is great uh, not, I get I get asked this question a lot actually especially you know hinge dates girls yeah <laughs> what, what do I watch you like hit it right on like hit the hit the nail on the head man I, I don't I don't really watch much at all which which like I, I read a lot so I stay up to date with like what's popular and what's trending and like I, I'm on IMDb all the time, just reading about what's coming out and stuff. But I don't, man, I don't really watch that much. Like mm, I mean, like right in movies like The Batman or is that yeah, I want to see it. No, Tinder I want to see it. <laughs> the Tinder Swindler is good. I, I mean, I, I definitely want to start making that bridge toward more fiction. Like I want to do fiction really more than anything. I love I love nonfiction. Like I want to be able to do both. But uh, I mean, Christopher Nolan's probably my favorite filmmaker. Just how, how yeah. he's able to do cerebral pieces and just really. You know, yeah. thought-provoking different things and also Fucking telling Dunkirk. things in the non-linear way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even back to like his doodle bug and his following days. So like following I'm, is following amazing. Yeah. I love following. So I, I've just I've really studied him to a T. So I'm hoping to just do some stuff like that. Um, that's my my plan. But um, I'm right now. I'm just uh, I really love you know, dude. I'll, I'll I'll keep it simple and watch super fan episodes of The Office. Like yeah. I was watching yeah, that nice. last night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Parks background. and Rec. But nice. I will say like what you and I were talking about. The three most like formidable shows that really transformed my life: Lost, Mad Men, and Breaking Bad. Nice, Dang. Yeah. Yes. yes, two of those we, he, we've he covered just, on the channel. He just came when he said, "Oh, Lost. I, we, we talked, <laughs> we talked about it before." Yeah, can we can we unpack that? How Lost much time? Was, how much time do you have? Okay. Okay. We got some time. Okay. Lost was the show that but I, I watched. Um, the first show I had ever watched from beginning to end. Like I just happened to see it first episode on TV with my brother. And yeah, it was the show that kind of got me into wanting to do this. And like, it's like these, you can tell these stories are so interesting. And it's the same story with you, right? Um, Oceanic Flight 815. Flight 815, yeah. man. Jack. August 2004. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you two oh start your God. own podcast called Relost? <laughs> <laughs> where you re watch Lost? You know how obsessed I was? To that side of the table. Well, I Facebook friended 
a Jack Shepard fan page and you can look at my, <laughs> I, I can show you my messaging in my Facebook app right now. I can just search from 12 years ago. I used to, I used to DM this guy yeah. and ask him theory questions and write on his Facebook wall, oh, asking him awesome. questions and he would, and he would answer me. Damn. We were in that Hawaii awesome. in December, my fiance and I. So we visited Oahu where they shot it and, uh, we she found this map for me of all the filming locations so oh. i hit up as many as possible like the the bamboo forest where yes. jack first wakes up i i laid down there and had her take a picture <laughs> <laughs> i do i do i'll yes. show you afterwards yes. it's uh i've been like working on a vlog slowly it's so hard to edit outside of work when yep. you're doing this it all day is. um i've been working on a vlog to kind of show all the locations i've been to and uh, can't wait for that to come out. But it, it I'm obsessed. You, you can call it an unhealthy obsession, but I think it's, it's pretty. Who's your, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite fame. character in that show? Yes, I, I really do love Jack. Charlotte Jack's transformation <laughs> from like man, man of science to man of faith. Man of science. I, I really oh, yeah. like that. Yes, I, his whole character arc. Desmond, <laughs> um, Juliet. I like Juliet a lot too. She's yeah, she's underrated. Mm -hmm. um, Dude, the just the the cataclysmic fall, the 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 declination of how season six went down when they just kept killing characters left and right. Yeah, yeah. Like, and this is one thing that Damon Lindelof used to preach is that television shows are like a, a class, and he said Lost was like an AP class, which I thought was always really because <laughs> <laughs> like first three seasons it was very like structurally and linearly told the right way. And then season four is when it lost everybody. Yeah. I, that's my favorite season. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, the, and that was during the writer's strike. The writer's it was. Yeah. And they only had like 13 episodes. That, uh, that's when it felt weird. Because it felt weird. Heroes. We're talking about he, that. Heroes suffered. I mean, heroes yeah. suffered oh, from the writer's strike. Hero, season a lot two, of heroes suffered. Yeah. fell off. I mean, and he's the only other person here that's seen Heroes season one. I, I think Same Hunter has seen it. Someone else here has seen I, it. I season say, one is amazing. I yeah. will say Lost had some of, like you said, the earlier seasons. I, I think the character development in that show is like some of the best I've seen for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go yeah. from hating Sawyer to being like, all right, this is one of the most endearing characters on this whole entire fucking yeah. show. Even just the pilot of the show. The pilot is something that should be studied, I think, by future writers because it says so much about each character without them uttering a word. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a whole two-minute montage of the Michael Giacchino's amazing, beautiful mm -hmm. score. Oh, yeah. And it's just a close-up on every character. And you you know about them through just seeing what is displayed on screen. There's mm -hmm. no dialogue. And it's just... I, I think it's great, man. If people like to talk shit about the ending, you can. I, I'm not going to hold it against people that, that hate well, the let's, ending. Well, let's... let's, let's, let's how many let's, times do you let's, let's squash this. It's, it's, a, it's a parallel universe, season six. Spoilers. Uh, 12, 12, <laughs> years, 12, 12 years 12 years later <laughs> that was all just the afterlife though they were yeah. already uh, they were already dead and they were going to they were going to like the next life or heaven like in that, season 6 yes yeah. yeah, so isn't that yeah, what yeah, it was yeah. basically yes but a lot of people think that the whole show they were dead I don't it's think so. No, no, no. I think I the whole show was 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 live happening in, in real it, time. It was. I think a lot of people hated it because the finale. They misconstrued the finale. They were like, "Oh, so this whole show was them dead?" And we're like, "No, just well, the season I, six flash." Well, it, it was also okay. I, I know if you like deep dive all all of the questions were answered, but for me, it was like I was watching the finale and I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, "There's seven minutes left in the episode," and I have all these questions in my head and I'm like, "What <laughs> no. is gonna happen?" I wish there was some closure. <laughs> the only thing I wanted closure about was uh the the pilot he took off on that plane Lapita. Lapita. Yeah. Did, they, did, they, did they make it out 
Oh, like well, at the end? Yeah, did they make it uh, out? That's all I, I wanted closure about. I think, it. I think yeah. they did. I think, I think we were to assume they did. Yeah. So my yeah. one hot take from all of Lost is that did the man in say... black did nothing wrong. No. Yes. Wait, wait. The, yes. Man, in black, the man in black did nothing 100% wrong. One hundred percent. And literally, when you finally is it, isn't it after uh, he, was the, he was the embodiment of human greed, basically. But but the whole thing was. But like he just wanted to get out. That from the from <laughs> the onset, you got Jacob, you got the man in black, right? And the man in black's like, I'm going to leave the island, and Jacob's like, You can't because you'll do bad stuff. And essentially, like, he put him in this position where, sure, he could be the embodiment of evil, but until that point, he hadn't really done anything evil. And he was just so like, that's, he just that's, to get that's out. part of why they did that. They wanted to make Jacob not that good, and they wanted to give us yeah, the backstory. Yeah, for and that's so, so for like, me, I like, like was, I hear that, and I'm just like, damn, like, I understand that. It was one of the first what few shows that be, did that. Let like, him out. Smoke monster. Let him fucking out. Hashtag. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Previously on Lost. But that, that was that was the point that like there is no such thing as a purely evil person or purely like good person. Yeah. Like, each each character in that show had things they were struggling with and terrible things they'd done in their life. So not even the essence of evil incarnate itself is entirely evil. Like that yeah. was purposefully done. You so. guys watch Mad Men? Yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah. 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 Oh, dude, I, I, I mean, never finished. Um, yeah. I, John, I thought I loved Matthew Fox. Man, I love John Hamm. Bro, John, John Hamm. I can't talk shit about John Hamm. John, He's uh, an amazing. excellent actor, dude, man. Dude, yeah. that show. My favorite character in that one is uh, Peggy. What's her name? Um, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She. Uh, mm-hmm. I like. I loved her. She because she. Uh, we watch um, Handmaid's Tale, and yeah. she fucking in the. Uh, the Invisible Man mm-hmm. absolutely yes. killed it. Like she's a really good she's actress, really and like good, I really yeah. liked her partner because she kind of is like this, like eh, like shitty secretary. Dude, they put her chick. in a fat suit. They she did. Got, she got pregnant. Yeah. Or uh, Mad Men? No, in Mad Men, she got pregnant. Have you seen it? You seen it? Yeah, I've yeah. seen the, I've yeah, seen the first season, season. Season. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I need, I need does she to go get back. the fat suit? I think it's like no, 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 because she gets pregnant towards the end of that season because she yeah. fucking <laughs> oh, no, I've seen some of season two where she and then, gets pregnant yeah, but it's with that one dude it ends yeah, and it's so yeah. good and it's also it's one of those shows that people watch and they're like I want to be Don Draper and it's like dude you missed the point dude <laughs> you missed the like point of the show oh, I mean, same with Walter White yeah. oh, right. dude <laughs> Like Man. you missed the point. People Don Draper is a sad, thing. sad fuck. He's boss. He's that, a fuck anybody. That wants. character arc though, man. Sad. That development is insane. Yeah. Walt Whitman to like that whole thing, like yep. his upbringing, dude. And then, oh, yeah. Which once again, Breaking. it's another one because I, I really love them when like you watch it with people and they like take the it's the, even the creators are like you weren't supposed to watch this and be like I want to be that guy at the end. There's plenty of things to admire in Walt and in uh, John Hamm's character, but. At the end of the day, they're like these super, super sad dudes. One of them is a fucking mass, crazy-ass murderer who blew up a nursing home. <laughs> and the other one couldn't keep a stable family worth a damn. And that's the only thing he ever really wanted. And, like, shit just went all the way downhill. And the one thing he was good at was selling shit to people, which... Take a look at fucking America, baby. You think we got more ads? You think he done a good thing? That that one <laughs> scene though, where he where he sells the carousel. Oh yeah, that yes. is like the best scene in. That oh yeah, season, season one. Damn, I need to go back yeah. and finish the show. I, I can't even remember how. I, it was the where, first show to I watched the, it. The first and only show to win four Emmys for outstanding drama series for yeah. four seasons. Goddamn. So it, it did it did its thing. Like it was. Well, Sam, you know what you need to watch. Which one? I'm gonna just suggest Crunchyroll. No, no, The Wire. Oh yeah, 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 yes. yeah, 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 yeah. The Wire is same, same oh, level. You would love that. Have you, have, you, have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I need to. Oh, you want some good like, old gritty sadness? Right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, up your alley as far as like like you the, want the if you work that go you're doing, fictional, yeah. but you still want to portray real life struggles. R.I.P. Michael K. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. For reals. Yeah, great guy. Um, 
I, so I, I want to switch gears a little here a little bit. I, I, got, I have a two-part question for you. I want, yeah, yeah. I, I want to take you back to your uh, free music video days. Oh, dude, dude, yeah. dude. So question number character, one. Sorry about character development. <laughs> <laughs> question number one. This was season one, Sam. <laughs> what, what was the absolute wildest project that you shot where you were oh, like, what man. the fuck am I doing here? And then two... <laughs> What was the project that you shot that that at the end made you go like, you know what? I need to start getting paid for this shit. <laughs> Man, that's, those are good questions, dude. I gotta think about it right now because like, I, it's actually funny. I remember the very first music video I ever shot it was in 2012. Uh, it was hot as it was hot as hell outside. Uh, my nose started bleeding as soon as we started Jeez. shooting. So I had to, oh. it just started coming down. It's like, all right, this is a good start to my new my new T2I experience. Um, Dude, man, I'm telling you, like, hundreds of free videos. And this, all the songs were bad. Oh, 99% yeah. <laughs> of the songs were bad. And it also really, it really was demoralizing because none of the artists would ever really, like, convey appreciation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't even, like, appreciate It was just an expectation. Like, they were entitled to it. I'm yeah, just like, that's, man. You were talking about the, the local rap scene music. Because I was there, too, man. And so, like, it's you don't get that kind of appreciation. To, really, or the money. That's a cute dog. Uh, <laughs> not to, not to, again, that was like, but without those experiences, I, I certainly wouldn't be here or have the, like the resiliency or, or like the grit that I, I possess. So like, I really, it's an ode, man. Like I appreciate it and I loved it. And it was just part of the process, but man, like hundreds and hundreds of them. And then I think really it was just a slow burn to like, the last one I did was like in 2016, 17, right near uh, Trump's inauguration. And I didn't even get paid for that, but, um. Dude, I just think like film just started happening. It was there wasn't really like an inciting moment where I was like, I'm done. It just kind of yeah. naturally happened, mm -hmm. and I feel like I just like accepted that and um, say la vie. Like here I am now. So can I can I add on to that with you? Of course, so, yeah, uh, man. I um, had a neighbor named Drama, spelled with a J. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to the homie. J R A M A. Yes. Drama. Yeah. Drama. yeah, he was like, what up, bro? My name Drama. And I was like, all right, bet. And then we started like doing music videos. He was like, you, you just, because I had my camera with me because I take pictures. Yeah. So you, I was like, yeah. So um, found out it spelled with a J. I was like, that's dope. But we did this one where it was like, bro, it was all the guns were in it, like at the camera. And I'm just like, I'm going to die. Like loaded? Like I don't know if they're loaded. No one's practicing trigger discipline in this yeah, bitch. I'm like, I'm going to get pop. I remember being like, because he was my neighbor. Like, it was a duplex. So like, I'd be at his house often. We'd be hanging out on the porch. And it was one time one of his buddies was like, tried to pay me in a bag full of weed. It was just like a Kroger bag. And I was like, bro, I was like, what am I supposed to do with that? He's like, sell this shit, man. I was like, oh, give me money. Like, so we got like 50 bucks or something for one of the music videos. But like drama shit was like dope. And I enjoyed the videos because we, because we were neighbors, we had to like work collaboratively with each other. Right? We can't have a shit relationship. So like he gave me a lot of like creative freedom. I got to do some things that I hadn't tried before. And then the very last music video I did before I like stopped doing music videos for a while was uh, I was moving out of the house I was living in. So um, one of my buddies who was like, he was doing like shit in Atlanta and we went to high school together. He was like, hey, can we do a music video? And I was like, I'm about to move out the crib. Let's uh, like just throw a party here. Like the house was empty. And I was like, you can have as many people over as you want. And like the only room still set up was my bedroom. It was like the last day. It was like strippers in my bedroom and shit, dancing on yeah, the bed, people on the couch. And like just wilding out. I need some I need some pictures. Picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'll send you the link. It's called uh, Rent. It's by Rob Ski, S-K-E-E. -E. Pixar didn't have um, And like you can, you can just tell it's hot and sweaty in there. And I shot a bunch of it. I didn't edit any of it. And then like cleaning up the next day, I broke my tooth. Like I was eating like something and like I chipped my tooth and I was like, fuck. 
<laughs> and then I just thought to myself, I was like, damn, bro, you just had this huge party. You just shot this music video. You made like a couple hundred bucks. You just chipped a tooth. You have no health insurance. Oh, dude. Like, I got some, <laughs> what are you going to do with your life? Like, I was like, I, I got to figure the, it out. Probably the two most memorable stories. And if you, we can switch gears. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, right. uh, <laughs> this is hilarious. In 2013 or 14, we shot a Meek Mill house party. Yeah. What year was that? 2014, probably? Going to my house party. Yeah. So two, two rappers uh, locally in Indianapolis. We shot this in a broad ripple house party. I mean, like 50 plus, kid, 50 plus kids. Drunk as hell off Ciroc. Getting yeah. high as shit. <laughs> I, I used to bring my, my, my confidant, my associate, my buddy. We call him Beef. <laughs> um, he, he would just join me. He would just hang out. He was just this stoic, burly dude. And he was basically like securities. He would just hang out with me, right? <laughs> so he's, he's by me the whole night. And I'm shooting, right? And everyone's just fucking drunk. And progressively throughout the night, I see him starting to fade. And I really couldn't tell <laughs> if he was drinking or smoking. <laughs> or what. By the end of the night, the shoot's over. And one of the guys comes up and is like, he's like, hey, I think you should go check out your buddy on your friend. I was like, wait, where did he go? I go outside. He is fucking blacked out, <laughs> spread eagles on the ground. <laughs> and there's a guy taking a picture of him <laughs> and posts it on Instagram <laughs> and goes, Come to our house party. It's this much fun. I saw the picture. <laughs> How you know it's lit. And I'll show it to you. He was so gone. He had a bottle of Dasani water in his hand. Just blacked yeah. <laughs> So there was a last minute decision. Oh, like a dude. good decision. Like, dude. I need H2O. It was too late. So he dude. was just sneaking shots and you had no oh, idea. Oh, dude, he was getting fucked up. Smoking and drinking <laughs> while we were shooting the entire time. Here it is. That is so Damn, go to the house party. <laughs> dude, the eyes rolled to the back of the He's just, uh, you probably can't see this, but he's completely laid flat. Dude, just, <laughs> the, check the water in his hand. Yeah, right. no, that's a, that's a poster. One last good decision was made. Right that's before. the party poster right there. I, I would use that for future parties. Dude. I'd just be like, party tonight. That's an album cover. Dude, just parental fun. advisor in the corner. <laughs> right. that, that was the best one. And then the other one was like one of the most, it's, it's like, it's stark in contrast with that where we were going to trap houses, dude. Yeah. And I'm talking trap houses don't have running water, all carpeted floors, and we would just shoot these things in garages. And I remember I brought my my buddy Adam, who's like one of my my best friends. Like he was shooting it, and for some reason I think the rapper didn't think he was like enthused because he wasn't. Adam, yeah. I mean we were all just we weren't intimidated. We we're just like WTF, like why are we here? So he walks over, and and starts grabbing his shoulders, and he's like, move the camera, bro. Like, move the camera. So Adam's, like, shooting, and this dude's grabbing his shoulders and, like, telling him to move the camera. That's so annoying. And, like, when we finished shooting, like, the guy was like, hey, so do you want us to pay you now and come back tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I was like, you know what, we... Don't worry about paying. We'll, we'll just come back tomorrow. And we'll take the money. And we just we didn't come back. The yeah, no, no. <laughs> yep. this shit got weird. Good decision. Yeah. Good decision. All right, last one. I swear to God, it's quick. I promise. Wait, but can I just share my real quick? Yeah, I filmed the wedding one time. I, I filmed a lot of uh, weddings. Uh, Indian, Muslim, Pakistani. All normal. This is one Pakistani wedding that I filmed where uh, like the dad and the mom were like dancing or something, and then suddenly he's like, "Oh, here's this shotgun I have," and like he's just, like dancing with the shotgun. An actual and it, like weapon, like, like a gun? real weapon. Like, I, like it was in a case. It was in like a big ass case, and he was like, "Hey, in the air!" Like I was like, "Surely that's not loaded." But you never fucking know. And then they're dancing, and then he's just like, "Ah," eh, pointing at the audience. Oh Everyone's like, "Ah." Oh my. I'm just like, bro. I'm sitting here. He's like pointing it near, the near me near the camera. I'm like, I need to leave immediately. <laughs> Luckily, nothing happened. Dude, but why would you 
do that. You never shot it? You never shot it. No. Like, Aha, I'm pretending well, to aim it at I've the audience. That. I've seen that in the YouTube videos at weddings. So like funny. That's how I, that's how I funded for a wedding. That's yeah. how I funded life uh, when I was in the early stages of shooting greener pastures before like the, the funding came in. Cause weddings. like weddings, dude. And uh, been to some really cool weddings. There was, there was a Nigerian wedding. Uh, apparently Nigerian weddings are notoriously known to, for starting really late. Bad. Oh, they were so three like hours anyways. behind schedule. Oh my god! Like we didn't start like like first dance until midnight. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. And like, bro, I thought but Indian the, people were bad. The cool thing was, uh, the the families catered the food. Like the grandmothers made all of the food and like brought it. And I was like, damn, they didn't even like hire a caterer or anything. That'd be delicious though. Dude, yeah, it was man, good. It was no, it was amazing. good. But uh, dude, weddings, yeah, man, pay your dues. It's rough. Yeah. We we did like a five a.m. to. 2 a.m. wedding one time. God. Oh my Jeez. goodness. You had to be there at 5. Why was you it were, that long? Was, who was it? It was Vic. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, and like, yeah. He, we stayed till like 1 a.m. for that reception. I'm like, bro, we've been at it since 5. Yeah. Like, we need you got go. that overtime, right? Hell no. <laughs> flat fee. You know it was a flat fee <laughs> for a wedding. You know what's funny? You make decent money, though. Like, I was I was shooting. Um, This is what I call these. I call these pimp houses because, like, they're like agencies or like they're wedding companies where they basically just. They have like a mass editing company on yeah. retainer. It's a, there's like green, green stuff. Dude, they, they, they'll, yeah, they'll, I did that for them too. Like you shoot the footage and send it and to send them. It. Yeah, yeah, dude. And like these guys are like not putting any care into these edits. Yeah. And they're just like, they're just so formulaic. They're like, yep, yeah, it's yep, like, boom, yep, boom, boom, bam, boom. it's done in an hour. Yep. Yeah. So when you're doing those, uh, I did a lot of those. You, you get paid well though. You make like 700 a day. Yeah, it's for not like shit. A, yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. Well, you do the right amount of time at the wedding. You know what's shitty though is like you have to like beg and ask for breaks or for food. Has that ever yeah. happened to you? Or, or you feel like yeah. there was like a post that went viral on Reddit, on Twitter. I don't know if you guys ever saw this where there was a, a, a I think it was a, I forget if it was a guy or a girl, but they were like, yeah, uh, ended up quitting on the wedding because they didn't even have food for me. Do you guys that, remember seeing that on Twitter? No. It like went viral. That shit's yeah. trash. But like, yeah, they usually don't even like bake in simple human needs. Of, right. Yeah. They're like, I want you to be yeah. on your feet all day. No water. No, like, I don't know. It's tough, man. We'll sit you by like, we're like, oh, we'll set up a small table for you because we totally forgot. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. Dude, Bridezilla's, <laughs> man. You, you, yeah. you know what's funny though? Like, so like, we, we like, uh, uh, I've, I've done a few weddings too, that like mostly with Surge and it's been mostly Indian weddings, which is like notoriously long. So I've done one indie wedding, George so, and Blazy. So the first, first like traditional wedding that I that I shot, like you know Western traditional wedding, you know we were ready, and the reception is over in like fifteen minutes. And I was like, what? Oh, we're, oh, we're done. Oh, okay. No, oh, oh, bet. Okay, I've got the rest of my day. <laughs> like, you know, like, did it really only what? last like? Remember, it was at um, it was at Cox Hall. The reception was super. The reception quick. was fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. wedding still went, but like, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, uh, foreign weddings, like the reception is notorious. Everything is notoriously long. What time were you finished? Dude, I mean, we started with like noon, and the reception was over in like twenty. It like blink, and I missed it, and I was like, "That was no it." Recollection that of this. That's because it was too short. It yeah, was it. it was. It was so short. I was like, I was happy inside. I was like, "Oh my god, we're done. I'm getting paid for this. This is yeah. done." Oh, yeah. 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 I've like, done the weddings. Like, I hate it. I hate it. They're always so fucking stressful and shit. Have you? Have you? Um, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit again. We've been switching gears. All have, have, we're, we're like a, we're like as, an eight speed bike. Because I, I want to give some like advice to anybody that's like trying to get into film, like. A common pitfall for creators is like, once I get this piece of equipment, then I'll be able to do XX and X. Gear acquisition syndrome. Have you? Have you? Ever, have you <laughs> oh ever yeah, dude. Fallen, yes. fallen well, into that pitfall. Well, is it? And in, in what? In what light? Then is it kind of like? Like, I mean, if I get this new camera, then I'm gonna be high. If I get this thousand dollar lens, then like I'll be high. If I get the fucking uh, Ronin so that all of my shots are super smooth, like then I'll be high. If I get the tripod with the ball head with the wheels on it. 
This is, this is, dude, I mean, this is, this is like the best piece of advice I think I can give. Well, like two pieces of advice. Um, Listen closely now, y'all. Because I was, I was going to ask, like, what Wait, advice you, can you oh, leave? Oh, do, do, do you want me to wrap that up with that? You want me, you want oh, me, no, answer no, this no, question. No, 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 go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'll answer the gear question, and then I wouldn't go to the advice yeah. one. Yeah. The gear one the gear one's interesting because uh, everyone wants nice and shiny new toys. But, dude, I mean, it took, like, this is, this is the progression that I went. T2i, had the T2i for a few months, then went to the, sold that, got the T3i, T3i for a couple of months, then went to the 60D, then after that went to the 6D. All Canon, by and the way. And then after, yeah, so after those four cameras, four DSLRs after 2017 to about 20, I'm sorry, 20, 20, 30, 2012 to about 2015, I eventually made the bridge to the Sony A7S one in 2016. Yes, mirrorless. And then I went to the, the A7S II in 2017. Hell yeah. Then I went to the FS5. Then I went to the FS5 II. And now I'm on the FX6. Nice. nice. So nine cameras in a span of 10 years. So yeah. you're a Sony. Yeah, Tony now. Die hard now. So yeah. shit. I try. I tried to like upgrade at least once a once a year. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, man. It's like you, you got s- you stay on top of it as far as like looking up what what new what new technologies are coming out. Like you read journals and things like that to stay up to date. I used to be a really big gearhead, and then I kind of slowed it down a little bit because I I realized that I'm I'm not a <laughs> I'm not really like a grip gaffing DP type. Like mm. when you're a filmmaker, like like, like a, not a filmmaker. When you're when you're like a director or writer, you kind of like I still love technology. Like I love technology. This is like cool, and you guys are all nerds, so we're yeah. like really nerding out right now, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm paying homage to that, but like yeah. I try to also really embrace like you got to be somewhat of like an auteur. You have to understand process. So like if I'm not focused on gear as much as I am, I'm, I'm trying to understand story more than anything. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though you went through like all those camera, like your mindset should still be like your, your talent still comes first. It's not like, oh, I have this camera right now. If I want to be better or if I want, if I want to elevate to the next level, I need this piece of gear. Like that's not necessarily true. Gear you know, certainly like, helps, but you know, I, I, I would say, man, like make the best with what you have. Yeah. And like, yeah, just, just, just do shit. Just go do stuff. Like, I think the biggest thing. Like, I mean, I tell Thomas this all the time. You can do it with your phone. Like, yep. I tell Thomas, like, I'm always asking him, like, because I guess the issue with capstone projects uh, is that they they aren't doing capstones anymore. They're doing internships. Okay. Nothing's wrong with internships. Like, it's great, like, resume boosting So there's no experience. final capstone anymore for the program? Because like, no, we had to do, we, I did a short film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, what I, that's what Little Warriors was, was my capstone. So, mm-hmm. like, um, they, they're he. It's more flexible now. Where like ninety percent of kids are doing internships. Gotcha. And like, okay. what the the difficult thing about what they teach you in school at, at at the IU level, and it's different. It's not like Tisch NYU. It's not USC. It's not Chapman. So I understand it. But like, they're coming from a more practical light where, like, you gotta have you gotta have some gear. You gotta got the lights. You gotta do this shit. And you gotta like get a job. Get the resume. Mm. It's ultimately just going to come down to the person. Like, how bad do you want it? Yeah. Right? Just like you. you. You guys have a self-sustaining business. Like, you wanted that, man. Like, you went for it. Like, no one told you to do this in school. No. No. Yeah. Like, so it's like, it just comes down to the And person. if we would have said yeah. we wanted to, we would have been told to do the exact opposite. Yeah. To, to have this autonomy and this freedom to even say something like, oh, my old job's under. Like, yeah. that's got to be pretty dope to say. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fuck those guys. Like, I'm, I'm doing Sorry, Tony. <laughs> my, makers. my channel has like a million subscribers. Like, that's huge. So that's just something to be proud of. And it just... At the end of the day, man, it's all about the person. So is that yeah. is that the I think that is the best advice is to like make sure you have the deep passion for it 
and uh, know that it's not just an arbitrarily like, I'm going to go to school, get this and this, and then I'll have this job. It, yeah. it is yep. all no, so much more than that. No yeah. one's going to care about the piece of paper that says you graduated, but mm. they will look at the reel that you've created or the portfolio. And like, you can put whatever port- you want on that. Yeah, your yep. portfolio is the most important thing. Everyone yes. has a cell phone now. Uh, most of your favorite movies growing up were shot on technology that was less than your cell phone. Yeah. So yeah. really, oh, yeah. you can make anything on anything. You just need to understand. If you had a camera that was stuck only shooting in black and white and 420p, yeah. then you need to make a story oh, that's going to fit around the fact that it's 420p uh, in black and white. Like, look at Ethan and Gila. They're juggernauts in the YouTube space YouTube. and the fashion space now. And they, I mean, I remember Gila shot a lot of that on her phone. Like, yeah. most of that was oh, shot. Oh, dude, on content phone. creators, you know, TikTok, like Vine, that's yeah. all phone yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Yeah. And I know because I, I, I shoot a lot of, uh, like, film photography. And, like, in the film world, people get really hyped up on gear. But it's at the end of the day, they're like, bro. You can get the dopest film camera you want. It's all still shooting on the same medium. And yeah. just like you can get the dopest any kind of camera you want, it's all still shooting on a sensor at the end of the day. So it's like the the thing on the back end, like what you shoot, what you put in front of your lens is always going to be 10 times more important than like the lens itself or anything behind it. Right. Like you need to understand why you get something instead of just being hyped yeah. on getting it. And it's the I, same with school. Like why are you going to, like I don't care if you're an indie Iowa, New York, wherever, Cal Arts. wherever you have a school that can teach you kind of some of these basics, which are very important, you still have to have that something else that drives you. The all-encompassing bit of feedback that I can say is, um, like with film in general and just entertainment, man, like, like, like growing up, you hear, uh, it's all about who you know, and you always just kind of like overlooked it. You thought it was just like, ah, I... Dude, like, no, it's like I'll true. be so no, good that they'll know me. Oh, dude, like half of it. <laughs> I mean, you see the you see like the least, most talented people make it. Oh, and their yeah. and their stuff is terrible. It's like it's honestly about it's seriously it about, about who you know, know, man. Like like who you're friends with. You got to be well liked. It's a popularity contest, man. Yeah. Just put yourself out there, like. Learn some charisma. It can yeah. be learned. Yeah, man. Just be a fun person, and and everyone should just like you. So that's kind of that's how I. I mean, that's how I just try to when I interact with people and, and try to. Meet new people and just do stuff. I just try to be. Mm. How do I treat them the way you'd want to be yeah. treated? And, and yeah. self, you can self teach yourself too, man. There's so many tutorials on YouTube for so many things, like especially programs like you know editing programs. Like I self taught myself photography, and then I became a wedding photographer. Like I, I did Gang. not. I did Same not. Here, go, bro. Yeah, I didn't go to school for photography. I just watched a bunch of YouTube videos, bought a camera, started doing it, and then I was like, you know what? I'm pretty good. I'm gonna start making money on this now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's was we're kind of about to wrap it up here. That's, yeah, that's we got some thing. JJK just, to show just y'all. Keep keep doing things. Just do things. Do things. Do yeah. projects. Set deadlines. Stick to them. Yeah. Enjoy it too. If you ain't having fun, you're not doing it right. Fun yeah. fact. Speaking of having fun, we like to dance, and so we did a little dancey JJK thing. Animation is cool because obviously it is. We watch a lot of animation in general, and this has animation and dancing in it. So yeah, oh, there's, there's a good amount of people still watching us. Yeah. All right, were you all waiting for the JJK thing? No, I'm yeah, about the JJK, JJK thing. Insightful. Spencer, can <laughs> uh, you run it up? Well, as you know, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. This is another anime that's really popular right now. Dude, the I'm movie tuned in. just came out. It's in theaters now in America. It already played in theaters in Japan. Won't be out for streaming for a couple months. We are going to do a reaction to that movie, but to commemorate the release of the movie in the Americas today, we we have a we have this this fun project. We are going to show you now. Yep. But we're going to say bye before we show it to you because after that, you're not going to see us again. Is that is that is that is that how we're doing it? Well. <laughs>
Yo, all right. Who made this? We made it, baby. We <laughs> no, uh, made it. As you guys know, our rogue editor, Hunter, is big into animation, or as you know, you know now. So uh, we literally have to consult him to figure out exactly how it was made. I know we did a little bit of rotoscoping, but he went hard on it. We worked with some other outside animators for in-betweens. I think Serge got more information on that. Yeah, um, just like the Death Note OP, I've just been wanting to do these anime intros, but normified. And so... The next one, like even while we were doing the Death Note one, I'm like, I, I, we have to do Jujutsu Kaisen. Like th that's my favorite. That was like my most played Spotify song last mm -hmm. year. And so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're about to publish it on YouTube. We wanted you guys to see it first. And then, of course, we're going to put it behind our movie reaction. But yeah, just a little taste because it was something long in the making. It was finally done and ready to post. And a lot of hard work that went into that. Yeah. So yeah. shout out in the chat. Thank you for y'all that stuck around to the end. And uh, thank you, Sam, for gracing us with your presence, giving yeah. us a lot of info about Good filmmaking. Hell yeah. And when is the uh, when is your normies feature doc coming out? You know, about, about <laughs> us. Oh, Dude, whenever, whenever, man. Uh, the story is the story's awesome. You guys are doing yeah. some really cool stuff. Like, I'm, I, I want to come here for the, when's the million? You guys can have like a party for the million subscribers. Oh, yeah. oh, We're going to pop yeah. bottles of champagne. We're we, doing it all. Do you guys get like the YouTube plaque and all that too? We have them? one plaque we now. We'll we get a new the, one at a million. We got the 100,000 plaque and then we'll get another at a million. The Do they, they don't do one for like five or seven fifty? No, yeah. nah, and the plaques million, are ten million. And the plaques are oh. low key lamer now. Like they used to be really cool. I want to like, see the hundred. Actually. It's still cool. It's, it's still cool. cool. We'll it's still cool. We get our own custom but, but, one but made for five hundred. I've seen the butts, but I haven't seen the plaque. Let me see the plaque. The plaque. We'll show you the moving studio. So so much. Like we had all these swords on the wall from Game of Thrones. You missed, but yeah, yeah. Well, you'll have to come back to the house where it's organized. Is it gonna be bigger than this space? It is. Yeah, a little bigger. Same size. What's the square footage? This is pretty big. 12? This is like... 12, well, it doesn't 12, count the common room. Though. Yeah, the common yeah, room is huge. Room is like, so, I mean, like, the common room is ours, ours, but no one else is in this No one else is going to work It here. is ours. Yeah, it's huge. It's like at least 2,500, two, yeah. bro. Yeah, come, man. Yeah. We're going to... We have Normicon this year, too. You stop Dude, if you want. Yeah, Absolutely, come through me, man. Like, Hell yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. 70 attendees coming. Speaking of, right? Hope y'all are... Some of y'all who are watching are coming to Normicon because it's going to be yeah. absolutely lit. The Normicon video is going to be hype, and I don't want you to have FOMO. The cutoff is April 1st, so this is you got time. last chance to register in the last couple weeks. Literally no joke. Yeah. Well, play the outro. We out of here. We'll see you guys at the next podcast. Woo! I'm going to touch your stomach. I mean, we're literally right at the mark. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Usually.